0: To another episode of Modern Day Wizards. My guest today is Stu Passmore. He's a teacher of natural law, fitness, and sustainable living. And we learned about each other through, um, I think I made some videos on Dean Clifford, or I don't know, at, at some point uh, we were on the same forum or, or
1: something. I'd, I'm not actually sure, but welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Calen. It is an honor to be here. I actually first discovered your videos through um some of dean clifford's content because i was on this mad search once you start learning about some of these concepts that you just won't stop until you reach the end right so that video of yours was very interesting because i was like ear to the speaker you couldn't really hear too much (laughs) we have the audio cleared up right now but uh yeah i'm coming i'm joining you from the great white north in snowy Canada right now so um, hopefully we can kick things off really nice here cool yeah I with the audio stuff I actually just
0: went through and remastered all of my videos to fix the audio issues those who've been paying attention kind of know it's been a recurring problem so sorry about that and Dean Clifford was definitely one of those videos so um, in your mind what is kind of the summary of who Dean Clifford is and what he the ideas that he's Representing basically.
1: Well, the thing about it is, is none of this was really hidden from us. It's just that we didn't know where to look, and we didn't. We don't really have any structure of guidance for this in any of our upbringing in Canada or in the U.S. Really. So, when you see a lot of this stuff, you're not really sure, and you want to see kind of some proof of this stuff. So you immediately whip out your wallet and you look at your alt cap name. And then it's like blows your mind. You're like, oh, how did I not see this in the beginning? Like we're taught all this stuff to um, think critically. But when it comes to, you know, the, you know, the rules of society, we just kind of let it go for a while. And sometimes people just let it go for their whole lives and they'll never even come back to thinking like, yes, we do have rights, even in a country where they are mostly obliterated. You just kind of have to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. another thing i wanted to mention is that even when you get to a level of knowledge like dean clifford had like they still might after you because governments are just so corrupt every power structure in the world is so corrupt you can't really trust anything but i still recommend going over the knowledge because no knowledge is going to be a bad thing Mm -hmm. it's just going to empower you even more
0: Mm So do you do you think you mentioned that we kind of just let this knowledge go—the knowledge that we all have an innate rights, and uh, we don't, we cannot, we should not be forced to go along with something which we're not interested in supporting. And uh, basically, we fell into this system where we're get, kind of giving up those rights by becoming part of an organization, a corporation, which has membership rules which are oh and no you don't you don't have we have the right to take certain things away like we, we can say you can't have guns you know if you want to work at Microsoft they can say you can work here but you can't bring a gun and then in the same way governments are basically doing the same thing but people don't know that and you said that people don't know that because we let it go and I think that's part of it we kind of just you know got distracted or something like that. But it seems like there's also an intentional aspect to that. I mean, it's not that we let it go. It's that we were stopped. Someone stopped teaching that to children. And, you know, largely that's parents who stopped teaching it because they sent their kids to school where, you know, the government obviously doesn't want you to know these things. They want to train you to be a good cog in their corporation. So how much, how much do you think that is us giving up our responsibility and, versus someone
1: you know, trying to manipulate us. I, I wouldn't put the blame totally on the government, honestly, because they have a company to work for. They go to work just like everyone else. And if people are not gonna use the, the faculties they were born with, like it's not their responsibility to teach you who you are. If, they, if you wanna join them, They've kind of just left the door open for you to do that. But the problem is there's so few people who are even remember that we have rights. They think everything is a privilege now. Like the concept of, like you said, like working for Amazon or working for Costco and you have to follow all their rules. The problem is the people who don't want to work for Costco anymore. Those people are like destroyed almost. So like, No one even, we don't even have a good example of how this could really work in the real world. And so was it, is it intentionally done to us? Like, absolutely. I don't think there's any question about that. But it's also, we're also partly to blame because, you know, it's generational now. It could have been taught, this should be taught in school. One of the most important questions I think people fail at answering is, just simply, what what is a human right? Hmm. You know? It's, most people will hear that and they won't even answer you. They'll say, like, whoa, wh- what are you talking about? What is a human right? Everyone knows that, but <laughs> they will not be able to give you any definition of that whatsoever. Yep. So uh, uh, the definition is just a r- human right is any action that does not cause harm to another sentient being. Mm-hmm. No one can spit that back to you, it, like, in ever, like it seems so.
0: Yeah, everyone, everyone's been taught to believe that rights are just things that, you know, you happen to be born in a, under a government where they say that you have certain rights and so that's, those are the rights you have. Like they see it as a completely man-made thing, a, to- a totally externally sourced, rather than being something that is inherent to you.
1: And it's like, um, there's just, the bulk of the population seems to be, their whole identity is being a good rule follower, as we're seeing kind of out there right now. So they look to an external authority to solve the problems that only they can really solve themselves, because when you lack one, you're going to get the other. So if you don't have a solid moral constitution in yourself to the point where you know yourself, you know you are going to be ruling yourself, that will manifest itself outwardly. So we have all of these governments out there because people don't know who they are and they don't know that rights don't come from someone else. They are inherent to creation. And I really wish that this would start to be te- taught in school, but it's not happening, you know? Mm. And the more I learn, it's like the worse it gets out there. So I really know what my work is to do now, especially it's so visible everywhere. And it's just, it just seems to be getting worse and worse and I don't believe anyone who's saying it's getting better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we, we all, you know, we have people we follow and the people that we listen to and, you know, read the comments on whatever content they made. And it gives you the impression that, you know, people are waking up, but um, I mean, I feel like you look out there into the world and almost no one that you talk to realizes that government is completely coercive and is the problem. And you know, really, even normally intelligent people who are generally in, okay with, like, understand natural law or God, they would see it maybe more as God's law. And they just they just think that, maybe they even admit that it's coercive and, and it's some amount of slavery, but they think that it's, it's necessary on some level. Do you think it, that it is, do you think it is possible to actually have a society where, Everyone is participating and supporting whatever organization they want, completely voluntary without any coercion. Right.
1: And it's, it's, again, it's the arrogance. People just can't put their ego aside, take a step back and just ask themselves simple philosophical questions like, do I have the right to confiscate someone else's labor to build a road for everyone that they have no choice but to fund it? Like, Absolutely not. And I mean, people are so overeducated that they can't even answer the simple question. So even if you have an advanced degree in chemistry or whatever, like, eventually that's going to be used for the wrong purpose. If, If you don't even know the basics of right and wrong behavior out there. And unfortunately i'm speaking to the bulk of the population out there who unfortunately have no clue whatsoever what a right even is you know and i don't know did i veer off topic on that one a little bit so the question is is it is it
0: possible to create a society i mean right now we's it seems to be like it would be very difficult considering the amount of brainwashing or lack of knowledge that most people have, but let's say that everyone did have that knowledge. Is it possible to have a society? Is it, does this universe even allow for there to be a society where no coercion is necessary?
1: Yes, because I have lived on this society. It was a very small island in Hawaii. There was only 8,000 people on the island. The government was shut down. The U- that's, this was when the U.S. government was shut down. And people there generally have an agricultural background, so you don't even have the option to call, like, you know, authorities on anybody, so you are forced to get along almost, and if you don't get along with people, like, that's going to be a problem for you, you know? So, you know, there is money, and there is, of course, all of that kind of stuff, but it is possible to have a voluntary society, and there are examples of it, like, most people's day-to-day lives I think are mostly voluntary except for when it comes to the big questions like you said like is this is it possible to do it is it necessary I think absolutely it's possible to do but with the brainwashing it's going to be a whole lot more difficult let's just say mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know if you heard the interview um, that I did with Noah Widoff. Uh It's like two or three interviews ago. And basically, I mean, I feel like the interview is hes basically justifying why evil might be necessary in the world. And I think in that interview, we basically clarified that he would agree that there is a clear state of being, like, for example, concentration camps in China which is non-optimal when we can, we can, we know it's possible to move to a better situation than that, but he would be resistant to the idea that it would be possible to create perfect freedom. And, you know, I still have a little bit of uh, difficulty with, with that as well. I mean, you always have to, I mean, people will do things and, and the idea of harm is basically in the mind of the society, right? Some, some people, most people don't want to be whipped, but some people do want to be whipped. And that kind of, that, that part is subjective, but the idea of what harm is can be understood differently by different people in different societies. So when people are acting kind of on the borderline of what's, whether, it, whether you have the right to do that or not, then I think it gets a little bit, it's hard to avoid perfect freedom because you're going to have to enforce something, against someone who thinks that they're not doing anything wrong, even though most people disagree. Do you know what I mean?
1: Right. Well, you can get into the whole dynamics of the, uh, the group mind, I guess you could call it on that sort of thing. But again, like there really is no such thing as a group. It's just like a construct. And if the individual doesn't have the right to do it and the group doesn't have the right to do it, and this is the justification tons of people make for evil, like, it's okay if these people do it. No, it's not. Did your parents not teach you that um, everyone has the exact same rights? And I think I did catch that interview and I, I wasn't in agreement with a lot of the things um, he said, but he did bring up a lot of good points. Like, because people can't even imagine a world without evil, it's almost like it's not possible, you know? Like, there has to be some kind of, uh, I don't know if you could you want to say a threat out there or people would just kind of sit back and like stun themselves and just get fat all day. Like, I'm not sure what it would be, but I definitely wouldn't just sit around and do nothing all day. If there wasn't someone, you know, forcing, you know, pay, do this, pay this, like go here and don't go here. Like, Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, that interview was really good. I think, um, he, he had the sunglasses on, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay, so, um, yeah, I don't think he really understood the uh, fundamentals of natural law, and that's, that's why a lot of people can't really speak with an empowered sense, like um, I I don't really fear the unknown, because all I can really know is what I know now, so you know, I'm kind of looking forward to the unknown I would like to see a world that is not doesn't have the chaos that is unnecessary, you know, like um, like slave labor camps and stuff like that. And we have those in Canada too, by the way. It's not just in China. You do? What do you mean? Oh, well, we have, like, you can go to prison for having a joint. You can go to prison for, like, being a homosexual in the past. And who knows? Maybe it'll change back tomorrow because in a society that's totally morally relativistic, It could change tomorrow. It could go, you know, back and forth over the next few weeks because there's no baseline for right and wrong, you know. Like, when I say slave labor camps, I mean, like, not hardcore right now that I know of, although you never really know. But there's concentration camps, that's for sure. We just call them jails for people who – don't pay their licensing fees and stuff like that, or don't pay taxes, you know what I mean? Yeah, and
0: and they don't, right now, they don't currently get used. It's not hugely widespread that they're, like, forced to do a lot of manual labor for something that supports something outside of the prison, although that is something that's going on. But they are being used to make money. I mean, prisons are basically a money-making scam. And so the fact that we're violating people's rights, saying we're going to... Take you. We're going to kidnap and take you away for our own benefit because you did something which didn't hurt anyone, but we just decided that you couldn't do that. I mean, that's basically a perfect example of slavery.
1: Yeah, prison's a really great topic I like to talk to a lot of people about because I am totally in favor of getting rid of all prisons because I think it's the only way we could really force people to morally educate their young instead of saying you know we'll just we'll just put them away for 15 years like that's not how you solve any problem you have to stop it from happening in the first place right like you can't solve anything on the plane of effects right like you can't just the more people you put in prison nothing will get better because that's not how you solve a problem and you know what in the um... u.s
0: So I would agree that most people shouldn't be in prison, but what about people who actually did do things to harm other people? And it appears to be that they are someone who intends and will continue to do that. Like, what do you do with those people?
1: Oh, um, for a non-state solution, you absolutely have the right to defend yourself and even put down an enemy because once someone gets involved in a wrong dynamic, They forfeit all protections, in my opinion. That's when you can really use the self-defense principle and, you know, go to town on these people. And it, it should be vicious, you know? It should be immediate and vicious and supported by the community. That's how you really deal with justice. You don't have this waiting period of going to trial when this person obviously did this thing. Like, why waste everyone's time, you know what I mean? Like... Well, how do you avoid situations?
0: Because sometimes people have, there are bad people acting within a community and they're going to make it look like or say that someone did something which maybe they didn't do. And so how do you, how do you keep that in balance? Because it seems like you can get to a point where people are basically getting uh, punished and it sounds like we don't have jails. They're just getting punished by either being kicked out of the community or destroyed you know, as a like killed, basically, because they are a threat. How do you avoid innocent people getting affected by that?
1: Well, this all comes down to the community knowing their rights, because if the community knows their rights, people who act wrong are going to be, are going to wish they acted right. You know, like you always have the right to stop wrong behavior. And the more people who don't know that is why we are, generating this system we have now with just world record prison populations in the U S in it's, it's not as, as bad in Canada, but you know, it could get there very quickly. So, um, what was the question? I'll try and answer it more directly. I think I, um, well, I think, I think you, I mean, basically the question that I come out of what you just said
0: with is, so it sounds like the solution is to educate the population about what their rights are. And I think we could do that to a certain degree because I, I would guess most people want to be in, in a society where honor and goodness are important things. But the, even in a good society, there's going to be people who are not and who will pretend to be, but who are not. So, I mean, how do you, how do you educate people and then how do you deal with that other element?
1: So if you're referring to psychopaths which are generally not a big proportion of the population like there's there's lots of ways you can go to work on these people that don't involve you know this profit industry called prisons you know we we're gonna have to deal with these people one way or the other and i figure a non-government solution would be a better way because it's really the only way because if something didn't work yesterday which is what we've been doing for the last how many decades is not going to work tomorrow and just keeping doing the same thing over and over again, instead of, we know the answer is to teach moral education to our young. And is that being done today? I don't think it's being done today to a degree that is anywhere close to necessary to avoid the problems happening in the future. You know, and you know,
0: this
1: I don't think you have a right to cage somebody, especially if they're not convicted of a crime, like uh, where there was no victim, Mm -hmm. say for like not paying taxes or yeah, like God forbid you want to keep your product of your labor or, you know, you got caught with a joint or something like that. Like this, this is unacceptable, but the majority of the population, they have such a skewed perspective of what, is right and wrong. Like we largely put up with it, so we we deserve what we're getting right now because we're not doing the work that's required. How
0: do we go from where we are right now, where basically no one receives an education, and and because of that, people, you know, it takes a long time to unlearn what you had learned. Right, like going through Mark passio's podcast took a very long time, and my brain was very resistant to the things that he was saying, even though I knew what he was saying was correct. So how do we overcome that that friction for people who are already educated and then, ha- and then how do we educate the people who, and how do we avoid them getting brainwashed and educate them correctly? Like what is the step that we should all take to get us going in the right direction here?
1: Okay, well first of all, you can get brought up to speed very, very quickly these days. I mean, Dean Clifford, I just came onto his material maybe in 2017, 2018. And I didn't even know what a human right was, you know, and within maybe a year and a half, I went from some like golem creature who didn't know what the fuck was going on anywhere to, I can handle situations like um, so much better than before just by knowing it. And this, didn't take very long at all people are in school for 12 years plus university and they still would never get any type of information that you can get today via books podcasts and i don't even really like pointing people to um any of the like mark passio it's just because he's he's not very eloquent you know and you can't really show that to a lot of people yeah and Dean Clifford, too. So I, I would point people to uh, Richard Wetherill's book. He has a great book. It's called Right is Might. Mm. Uh, Carol Quigley. I have a whole section on my website, twopastmore.com, that all the books I've read just recently. And it's just all of these are so empowering. They're just full of information you can use in your life. And you're not going to get any of that in a traditional schooling setting.
0: So it sounds like part of the solution is to educate ourselves, which um, people like you and I have gone through that process, but there's a lot of people who, you know, they just haven't been exposed and if they were exposed, they probably would go through the process of waking up. But I would guess that a majority of people, they don't even want to
1: wake up to these things. Of course not. It's a dark, horrific process. You know, it's not, It should scare you. It should be, you know, pretty terrifying when you see the truth of the world. But if I could guarantee it'll be better on the other side, you would have to do it, right? And I am almost guaranteeing it will be better for you on the other side. It will shock you at first, but you'll have to take the honest look at the mirror and just be like, wow, like you've been kind of screwing up and you're actually supporting this in a way, you know? So Mm -hmm. time to make some changes. and." That's the only way to make changes is for us individually to do it because no one else is going to do it. Right. So looking at the, the world the way it is
0: at the moment, um, the situation we're going through with the whole I, – I assume that you would be fine with the word scandemic, which is what I would say is going on. And I know you're someone who doesn't wear a mask, but, I mean, this isn't the only thing that's <laughs> happening. Th- this, is, this is like – the beginning of a an entire shifting of the whole population into a, a, a mode of thinking where they accept what I consider to be slavery, what I wouldn't go into it because I would consider it sl- slavery. So is it possible to avoid the, the where this road is going, or do we have to go through that and see what happens? Like, can we come through if we have to go through it? Can we come out on the other side successful, or like, I mean, what what is this going to look like? What do you think?
1: Well, things. If if people were under the impression that we had a good society, I think almost everyone knows that's not true now. So I think that's a very good thing. I've been very very patient with people over the last year, but there's a part of me that also knows that this kind of had to happen. Things weren't very good before and they were quite obviously getting worse. And now they're just fast tracking so many different agendas. It's it's almost like I can't even keep up, you know, and I'm, I have the time to look at some of this stuff. Like, and where, where we're going is can absolutely be avoided. That's why I started speaking because as long as it's possible to avoid it, I'm going to be a part of trying to get there. But do so I think it's likely that this is going to get better anytime soon? Uh, absolutely not. And um, some of the freakier things is that, again, Liz, most people's whole identities are that they are good rule rule followers. And now they get a whole new list of rules to follow. And this time they actually get a pat on the back and they think they're going to get some reward on the other end, which they're not going to get a reward. They have a better chance of getting a bullet in the head than any kind of reward from these people. So, in the long term, it's likely to be
0: ultimately to their detriment. But they will be rewarded financially. Like if a, a social credit, no, yeah, if we have a social credit system with a universal basic income, and if you don't have a high enough social credit score that you don't get all of your universal basic income or you don't get any of it, then people, they will be like the, the motivation is being placed and given to them to continue to basically continue thinking the way they do. And, and also at the same time, they're being, as things get worse, they're being told that the people who don't go along with the rules are the reason why things aren't as good as they are. Like people are like, Oh, we can be free of the COVID situation, which is really just being imposed upon us by government. It's completely like the actual debt. The the big downside of this is, is totally unnecessary. They're going to, they're going to believe that the only way to get out of that is to, for everyone to be vaccinated. And so the people who are not vaccinated will be seen as the enemy. And I think that that will get to very serious situations. Like the society will support.
1: Yeah, I mean, for you and me, we kind of saw this coming. Like, we knew it was eroding pretty quickly, so we're going to be a lot better to deal with this, but there's a lot of positive things I'm seeing out there because, like you said, I don't wear a mask. I guess I've railed on that a bit in my previous videos, but the amount of people that even bother me is minimal. And, I mean, if people thought that there was a deadly killer virus out there i would be i would be in jail or like in handcuffs or beaten to a pulp everywhere i went Mm -hmm. people barely even say anything ever and it usually takes like a catalyst like the manager to come over and then people will start like barking over their shoulder or something but (laughs) i have a strategy for it it's like you only have about four to six seconds to Tell them the peer-reviewed studies say that it's bad for you. And if that doesn't work, you just go for how the rich people are just tormenting the middle class and the poor because deep down, Callan, people know that's exactly what's going on, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, you're basically attacking them on the the science thing because they would generally be people who are like, oh, just trust the science, which means trust what what the media says, the scientists say, which is a, you know, a certain select group of scientists who say a specific thing. And you're basically saying, well, I have science. And so you're, you're getting them on that level. And then you're getting them on the very deep subconscious level where it's like, you know, you walk into that store, you see that person wearing that mask, you know, they have to wear that mask all day, you know, fucking hate that thing because it's horrible. And, and you're just like, and you know, the general mindset of people who are, I would say really deep in the dream of being totally confused. You know, they do have that general idea of, you know, it's the rich who are fucking us over. And so, they know, at a deep level that this mask is stupid and it's at least, you know, sucks. And that yes, people are oppressing us. And so uh, it sounds like a really good like strategy to go for. Do you actually find that that works quite a bit?
1: uh, Yeah. I rarely have to use it. I, I keep, putting on my game face, thinking I'm going to have to be like, I live in Canada. People are, people are still kind of polite, even though they've kind of lost a bit of that. But, you know, I don't really have to go into much of this stuff. Some, where have I, only at the start where the virtue signaling was really strong, when the panic was at an all time high and people were just filling up two or three shopping carts full of food. That was when it was really like, you know, please wear a mask or like get out, but that's not the case anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a strange transition and, you know, I, (laughs) I've been very patient with these people, but I think my patience is going to run out at some point. And I'm I'm very surprised it hasn't gotten physical because maybe that two meter, six foot buffer is actually helping me out in (laughs) a lot of these situations. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. what What's it like over there in the
0: U.S.? Uh, well, I imagine it's, it's pretty much the same. I mean, you go anywhere in public, and you're basically required. Well, not required. It's just kind of you kind of know that if you don't wear a mask that someone's going to say something to you, and so people generally just wear it to avoid the problem. But, I mean, I'm basically up in a mountain town. Uh, you know, I get all my food shipped to me. I don't really go to places that often where I I really need to do it. So it's hard for me to say, but I mean, I feel like what I have seen is, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's unbelievably absurd. And, you know, it's like at the beginning of it, you look at and you're like, okay, you know, I kind of get it that people want to do that. Um, But it still seems ridiculous. And then even as the situation seemed to get better and less people were being affected. That's when the whole, seemed like the whole mask thing really became a big deal. So I'm just like, there's just, there's not any rationality going, going on here. And, um, you know, it's not super bad right now. You can get away with it without wearing one, or you could just wear one and deal with it. But I feel like, I just see this as continuing to get worse to the point where it's a really big problem. And, you know, I'm not even talking about just masks, but you you can't go into a grocery store unless you can prove that you've had a vaccination, which doesn't even prevent you from infecting other people. But, you know, it's, it, it's, the logic is just, it doesn't matter. They just said that it's important. You know, some media people reading a script said it was important. And so I believe it.
1: Yeah. And, um, that came out recently that, um, I was pretty shocked when it was it came out that it wasn't a vaccine. You have to get two, so it's vaccine the mm-hmm. It's more they're already starting with more than one. So, like I don't see this ending in after you get both. You know they're just going to say, "Well, you actually need to prove you know, like show us your whole schedule." Maybe at the grocery store next time because um <clears throat> yeah just recently I saw that um. Yeah, they say that on the, (laughs) okay, I'm going to back up a second here. On the local health authority website here, it says that you need to get vaccinated because to protect yourself and others from coronavirus. But then on the next thing, it says, we are not sure this will protect you or other people from coronavirus. But they're advertising it nonstop. And they're saying that, Protecting others is what really gets people in the field, yep. but then the double speak is like unbelievable like how are any how is anyone still following this with a straight face is my question and again i'm I'm gonna keep my patience strong, but I mean it's getting thinner and thinner every day i think I hear you and
0: you know i feel I'm a pretty patient person, I can put up with quite a lot, but you know. I just, I hear new things every day, and I'm just like, this is, this is, this is ridiculous. I mean, at this point, I just feel like humanity's susceptibility to brainwashing is unbelievably strong. Like, they just are so easily brainwashed. What's that?
1: I have total respect for my opponents. They are like gods on earth for what they do. It is hats off. I mean you guys are the best but um please don't continue doing what you're doing because society is just is destroyed let's be honest here i mean just visually just people's morale is really killed that's one thing that i haven't lost and because i'm at a point of knowledge so i'm not walking around like a fearful little coward everywhere you know like so many people are just walking around with their heads down and you know, it's just like they've just been beaten down by the court system or by, and I just feel so, I feel honestly terrible for people who tune into the nightly news on TV. It's like this terrorism campaign by your media outlets and by your government is just, it's horrific. Like this is going to cause health problems, just the stress, I think. Yeah, so, Totally.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's basically, I mean, I feel like what's happening to the world is torture on a, you know, on a on a mass level. And um, it's almost, it's almost like they mock, like they mock us too. It's like, Oh, you should wear, if one mask is good, you should wear two masks. It's just like, okay, well with that logic, how many masks? I mean, I mean, it's so like you put on a mask, put on a mask. It is obvious within seconds that you, that you're getting less oxygen and, and that's is that this is detrimental. I and mean, it's obvious to me and it, it must be obvious to people, yet they're able to be <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess I'm feeling kind of hopeless today. Well <laughs> oh, it's
1: just that they they, they 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 are either afraid of the virus through the terror campaign from the media or they're afraid of what other people will think. But very few people are shed both. They're just thinking, like, I'm here in the world, and I'm going to be breathing the air for the rest of my life, so can I just do that for, uh, you know, this time period we're in right now? And, yeah, it, it's pretty unbelievable, but it, I'm not surprised, really. I'm reading a really good book about this stuff. It's you know who Eustace Mullins is?
0: hmm
1: He wrote a book, uh, Murder by Injection. That's a good one regarding the. Um, vaccinations that are taking place right now and these drug companies are an absolute, there is no word for how terrible their business practices have been in the past. Like it is, it's shocking that people still trust these companies when there are books, there is proof, there is testimony, there is, all. I have quotes from all the best doctors, all the best scientists that no, this is a con, you know, Mm -hmm. but mainstream media doesn't want to hear it. And so the people largely don't want to hear it. And so here we are today and it's, um, it's, it's fascinating to me, but it's also, there are definitely some good spots about it because like what we're doing now was never possible in the past. Like Mm -hmm. we know the techniques that are being used against us. But we have to teach these to other people because they don't know they're being used against them on a daily basis, every day. I cannot turn on the car radio anymore. That's been something I had to shed because it's propaganda all the time. Mm -hmm. Side of the road, same thing. And it's even in advertising now. So it's going to be very difficult to get people out at a later age. So I suggest focusing more of our efforts on some of the younger people because, they aren't idiots, you know? Young people are largely rejecting this stuff from what I've seen. Well, that's that's
0: good to hear. I don't have any exposure to really young people to know that. Uh, like, how do you see us taking advantage of that fact and reaching these people?
1: Well, because they don't have decades of idiotic thoughts and they can just see things more clearly because they don't have all the experiences that someone who is 30 40 50 or 60 has they are you know still kind of learning things they're still in school and remember when we were teenagers we weren't exactly or i wasn't exactly loving authority and trying to follow all the rules all the time and it's just natural to rebel at that age so you know, I'm in a, I'm in like a, the run community and the skateboard community. So I get to talk to a lot of, you know, really talented and young people about just how they are seeing life these days. And a lot of them really aren't putting up with it. And so that's a really positive thing that, you know, it the propaganda is not working as well on the younger generation as it did on my generation is probably the worst hit the millennials. Mm hmm. I think most people my age are just, oh, it's like, it's just set and it's like concrete in their brains, you know? It's like impossible to, I don't want to say impossible, but, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to reach people with calcified emotional structures than someone who's kind of has a clean slate on things and has a more open mind, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I
0: Now that I think of it, I do know of a couple of people who are fairly young who I find that they are open to the idea that government is the problem and the idea of natural law, like you shouldn't force someone to do something if they're not harming anyone because that's basically slavery. Like they're totally on board with that idea. But at the same time, they also are carrying with them that nodule, that virus of communism. like. Like they think that that's that's the solution, so they're partly right. they have the anarchic ideas, but they're coupling it with communism, which you you can't you can't pull that off without doing exactly what you're saying is wrong with the with the other idea so I mean, do you find that there's a lot of young people who are that realize government is slavery, but who also who also realize that communism and you know all these ideas like these like the, i'm an anti-racist but i'm racist against white white people which seems to also be really part of that whole uh, younger person mindset in my experience do you experience it see it
1: differently yeah because um this is something that i it's just mind-blowing to me that when i was a teenager the leftists hated government and now it seems like it's the opposite you know it's like how could that change so quickly like the leftists when I was a kid were not authoritarian people they wanted to largely be left alone and have people interacting you know voluntarily and now it's like the right is looking like some kind of guardian angel compared to these leftists these days it's 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 fucked yeah. like, it just goes <laughs> to show you that these these two
0: sides are just being used no, they get put in different roles through the decades, but they're they're basically just being used against each other to manipulate where society is going.
1: But when when you say communism, what exactly do you mean by that? Like state-controlled society or state-controlled services and goods? Yeah,
0: basically that the state says that it owns all of the land and it gets to decide how everything is used and it tries to keep everything equal and people who are actually who are very talented and motivated are not properly re- rewarded for that they receive basically the same reward as everyone else so there's no motivation to actually excel so you know basically and also the idea that you should kill the people who are preventing your communism from succeeding right i mean right now there's a lot of talk about the, the people who would call themselves the patriots in America right now, the freedom-focused uh, people, and a lot of them are, are largely anti-go- anti-government, but they still would call themselves patriots. These people are basically being likened to Al-Qaeda, right? They're being... Christians, the, most to What's that? Largely Christians. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, relevant. they're basically like, oh, we're anti-Nazis, but we're we're the Nazis! <laughs>
1: I mean and it's like the same with black lives matter like even putting people into a box on their skin color I think would be discriminating right so it's like the double speak again is everywhere and I think communism has just crept into every country like just so slowly but it's just I feel like we do kind of live in a communist world right now yeah. and that when you look at the planks of the communist manifesto Canada i believe ticks every box or is moving to a process where every box will be ticked you know it's it's pretty wild but um if you do it slowly then there was a great documentary it was um cultural marxism i think it was um it's on youtube i'm going to put that on my website it's a must watch for people who want to see how this how all of these communists are just Infesting our societies, and it's like, oh, they've always been here. So, and they're they're in the institutions, right? So they're in the educational institutions. They're at high-level publishing houses. They're in government, of course. And I mean, if you if you wanted to read a good book about that, like Carol Quigley, "Tragedy and Hope." Eustace Mullins talks about you know how the uh, the money power is really just. They fund both sides to make sure they come out on top no matter what. They don't really care, but they always have to have a contest between two different ideologies. So there has to be, you know, a threat on both sides. So the communists, their threat is the capitalists and the capitalists, their threat is the communists. So everyone gets fucked except for the people who organize and fund it. So, yep. Especially the people who, you know,
0: realize that both sides are, bullshit but aren't willing to you know become part of the group which is taking advantage of it so there's that small group which is basically just <laughs> the left hates them the right hates them and the people who control the left and the right hate them you know that's basically the situation that we're in and we're basically and the entire and the entire fixing of this seems to be on our shoulders as well because us knowing these things we have a responsibility to say it you know and that's because if the response becomes because if we want things to be better, then we have to be the ones who, who make it better because it's not just going to happen magically, but we're in this situation where, you know, I think I'm totally preparing myself for a situation where I can't go to any public place because I'm not going to get a vaccine, you know, which means I need to find some, some way else to get food. I need to have, find some way to have shelter because I'm probably not going to be able to, you know, pay rent or be in any public town or anything like that so what do people like us do to make sure we can survive when this system becomes even more tyrannical
1: well i i think you underestimate how many people are skeptical about this whole process because even my family which are not the most awake people in the world they're they're openly questioning this vaccine they're thinking you know Wow, they rushed this through in 12 months? Like, I don't know about this. And these are people who would follow pretty much any government edict in the past, but there's something about this that people just kind of like get goosebumps about it or something doesn't feel right. It might be about the, uh, the double speak, but you know, solutions for we can, we have to start our own stuff. Like, I've, I've accepted that I probably won't be able to fly internationally. Yeah. for at least on the traditional airlines but we could start another air like how much is an airplane even cost you know like <laughs> well i think i think starting an airline business would be a pretty big a pretty big venture <laughs> we probably I have to on this system over here that wants us to be you know their property then we're going to have to actually start our own stuff because mm-hmm. i don't i don't really think it's a good thing to cooperate with it at this point. Yeah, I
0: agree. And, and I think, yeah, we should have it as a goal to get to, we basically have an alternative and a competing organization who provides the same service without all of the restrictions. Um, but I, at, at an individual level, I don't feel like I can focus too much on building the large scale things like building a decentralized internet or, or a, a, a jet Company which which is affordable to most people. Like, what can we actually do as like an individual person to actually get started moving our lives in that direction and supporting the building of communities which are moving in that direction?
1: Well, the first thing you do has, have to do is get yourself into shape mentally and physically. Whether I would start with nutrition, going uh, vegetarian slash vegan helped me a lot because it's beyond just what you eat and it being good for you, it's the morality aspect of it. And Michael Cesarion once said, like, you'll have human rights once you respect the earth and once you respect animals. And if you really think about how profound that is, something just clicked in my head where I just think, like, wow, why didn't I know about this stuff earlier? I wish I went vegan, like, when I was 20, I would be so much further ahead in my teachings, because it's almost like it comes full circle, right? Like, um, you just understand it. And then you're going to have an obligation to start teaching other people. And, you know, um, it's been great, honestly, just learning all of this stuff in such a short period of time. And I really hope to inspire even just like, I count on five people to watch it and then to go show it to five other people and so on down, like a really, a really good email chain list like they used to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what I mean, like so it sounds like learning about natural law and, and
0: seeing how that, how you change when you change how you're acting in the world that benefits your life in so many ways. Um, which I think both you and I have definitely seen for ourselves. So it's something that we just know is the case. Um, but that doesn't make us um, independent from needing to go to the grocery store, which we could be blocked from doing. So how do we, how do we, I mean, you, maybe you don't even think it'll get to that point. I think you, maybe you and I disagree about how bad this is going to (laughs) get. But assuming, Um, assuming grocery stores say you have to be vaccinated, how would you prepare ahead of time knowing that that's going to happen to make sure that you aren't going to starve to death when that comes about?
1: I think we both can agree that there are no political solutions to any of this, but there might be legal solutions to this stuff. So we're going to go to court if we're going to win on this battlefield. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, there are definitely some contingency plans because, you know, in the West, we still have constitutions. We still have bill of rights that are kind of respected Sometimes I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you look at like what happened with the impeachment. The whole thing was unconstitutional. I mean, the president wasn't even the president anymore, and the chief justice of the Supreme Court is supposed to to head it. You know, be the the judge of the trial, and, and that didn't even happen. I mean, complete disregard, disinterest in. I mean, I just think the constitution putting any faith in that anyone cares about the constitution or even in fair courts. I mean, your chances of finding a court and a judge who's not, who can't be blackmailed or pressured to do, to, you know, turn the tides against you. I mean, I feel like I don't have any hope in, in uh, constitutions or courts.
1: Hmm. I've never actually like, um, thought about that impeachment, like, whole legal process. I guess it was kind of illegal, wasn't it? Like, um, it was totally ridiculous. They're just like,
0: we have to defend the Constitution while we totally ignore it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really wish the Supreme Court did take that case, just because, you know, there are there were so many Americans that were obviously not fooled by this whole thing. They're just saying, like, just take it to court. Like, we don't even care. Just hear our case. Mm-hmm. and that didn't happen right so that that's very worrying especially from the highest court in the land down there in the US mm-hmm. and you and guys that, actually there's a we only the only thing that
0: Americans at the moment have to rely on that's government based is the military that the military will come through and solve the problem but you know the, the whole history of all countries is that militaries are you know acting against the people. So I think that that's ultimately probably naive. I think it's a little different because so much of the military in the United U S is made up of people who believe in the constitution, but I mean that, that, that's going to change over time. So I just feel like, you know, the solution has to be, has to be us. And you know, up in Canada, I, I think you guys are largely restricted in terms of guns. Like you can't even effectively defend yourself.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it, it's a real feat in brainwashing how they've gotten the cattle up here to actually not believe that they have the right to defend themselves. It's, it's shocking. And there's, that, is, that is the pinnacle of brainwashing, in my opinion, where your, your farm animals do not even think they have the right to protect themselves. And that's like 90% of Canadians. And I think a growing amount of Americans are starting to look at it like that also, which is not a good thing. Like the restrictions here are, its, it's I could get like an illegal firearm probably in an hour, but I could get a legal one in eight months.
0: Yeah.
1: That's, that's what restrictions really are. You know, like it, it doesn't make any sense. And um, yeah, the whole self-defense principle is not really taught. I know you're a big fan of martial arts like myself, and we totally understand that you always have the right to defend yourself with whatever is available to you, but that's, that's a big one. And it's, um yeah, with, with Joe Biden down there in the U.S., like a lot of Americans are calling up the Canadian gun manufacturers and seeing if they'll shift down there because people are, Terrified of this
0: guy. Yeah, they should be, and it's not really him that they should be afraid of. He's just a—he's basically an empty shell, which is being told what to do. And you know, I would say your president is no different, but he's, yeah, still mentally functioning. You know, and you know, he—he looks like a fairly healthy person, and so he holds more more credibility. But it doesn't seem to matter. I mean, you just train. population of people who say they don't believe in hate to hate someone they hate trump and so they will take anything anything Anything. as a
1: replacement you know thing about that was trump was elected because he was not a politician he was elected because he was a good businessman and then what did, did they just decide to go back to the career politician who was fucking them over for so long like um, yeah there's no political solutions, but hopefully there are some legal solutions and if you can learn who you are via those Dean Clifford videos mm-hmm. and uh, try and get some more people on your side because yeah it 's definitely not looking good out there mm-hmm. So do you do you think um, so, so? There's all the
0: theories you know that Dean Clifford puts out, and lots of other people, Anna Von writes that you basically the reason you're losing rights is because you're becoming part of an organization which member has membership rules which you they can they can they can assume presume that you uh, agree to like taking away guns and all that type of stuff. Do you think the people who actually remove themselves from that system in the most effective way possible, You know, make all the right declarations, send all the right pieces of mail to the right people. Do you think that the system will actually respect that ultimately? Do you think ultimately the people in control here will respect natural law as long as, as, long as they can't presume that you have elected to be one of their minions?
1: Uh, I, to a certain extent, I think so. I don't think they'll let you show off and, um, make a big deal about it. Like Dean Clifford went away for basically nothing. He was held, you know, for possession of an antique firearm and I believe just like not showing up for a date on one, a couple of
0: cannabis plants,
1: I think too. Yeah. So, so nothing exactly like, um, Will they respect it? I'm not going to count on it, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But I've I've taken steps. Like, the first thing I did was just get off the voting registry. Don't support these people, and don't let them think that they have any right to control you at all. So that's what I would suggest people do. The first thing, just easiest thing you can do, get off the voting registry, because these people do not deserve our support. And at the end of the day, the entire legal system is bullshit. The only thing we really need to know is natural law. Mm -hmm. And that's it.
0: Do you you think that, I mean, it seems like we have to compromise a little bit. Like, do you, I assume you drive. Like, do you maintain your permission slip for driving?
1: Yeah, I do. But, I mean, it's not even mine. It's property of the province. So, Mm -hmm. I guess I could, like, send out letters to say I have a driver's license under duress. You know, I'm only I only have this because I'm forced to have it. And I was kinda trying to get a ticket when I first learned about this stuff because I have all this new information, like I'm gonna go like try some stuff. But I I couldn't even get a ticket, like it was like I guess I could just go two hundred but then (laughs) over either way, but you know I I'll definitely stick up for myself next time I get a ticket and Mm -hmm. something I wouldn't have done before, but You know, with the contract stuff, it's like, yeah, I don't think there is, like, too many solutions, because, again, like, everyone else is still in the camp where they have to follow all the rules and stuff, so where are you really, you know? You're still in the sea of, like, fucking idiots, so. (laughs) It's a strange situation, that whole, I knew it wasn't the end of it, like, the Dean Clifford stuff was really just my intro. It's where I just kind of thought like, wow, like, yeah, we are not doing very well here. Our rights are being trampled on. But I guess when I just moved my way to like the Mark Passio stuff, it was like, Oh yeah, finally, like here it is. Like this is what I've been waiting for. Like why didn't I have this stuff when I was like 15, it would have been so much easier. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And that's why
0: I have, I do have a lot of hope about the, the kids who are growing up on the internet um, you know I would say younger than 20 at the moment because they'll probably be able to see what's happening right now because it's just so it's just so obvious like all the censorship and stuff like that so hopefully like the work that we're doing will be picked up by that group of people and I think we will probably go through a, a phase where you know, the people who have already been brainwashed, they're still in their middle ages and stuff like that. And so society will go through kind of an oppressive period. But then there will be this big breakthrough as a result of, you know, the stuff that we're doing, reaching the right generation. So, I mean, do you, do you feel optimistic for the same reason?
1: Absolutely. And another thing that we have to acknowledge is that as bad as it is out there, this is by far... The most moral population we've ever had in the world. Only 200 years ago people couldn't read or write Mm -hmm. and as bad as it is like we have had actual communism where if you spoke out they would kill you immediately. Mm -hmm. That would be very difficult to get away with these days and you know that's just one thing I think people really need to look at and be positive about because in the 1900s and the 1800s, people were absolute vicious brutes. Like, people were horrible. Like, it, was, it would be 10 times worse if they could have the propaganda machine today back then. If you know what I kind of mean on that one. Yeah, I
0: know what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of like it seems really bad right now because the Internet allows us to be exposed to all the information. But all of this stuff has been going on. For hundreds, probably thousands of years, it's just kind of been the way it is, and so we're reacting to it now because the internet's allowing us to become aware of it. But it's it's really important and, and optimistic that we are able to become aware of it, and also that the internet gives us a platform to help continue the education to reach more people. Because back in the day, you know, if you were someone who knew about what was going on. You know, your village probably didn't even listen to you. I mean, you had no other reach. You weren't going to reach anyone else. So the fact that you knew didn't
1: really even matter. Yeah, and again, like, they if you spoke out against the church, that would be the end of you. No. And we also have to remember that the control system in centuries past had almost 100% control of their population. Mm-hmm. Like, ab- Like, we wouldn't even exist. It's a miracle that you and me even broke out of this because they spare no expense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm super, super
0: grateful that, I don't know, for whatever reason, I happen to be someone who came out of it, and I feel like I'm a much happier person because of it, even even knowing all the things that
1: I know, which are, you know, not so hot. Yeah, it's pretty shocking, but, you know, they're, it's not all doom and gloom, so people who are thinking that it is, you're watching us on a screen which is not available to anyone in the past so you know there's there's a lot to be hopeful for and i think that people who are just kind of thinking that a lot of bad things are coming it's like those things were coming anyways it's coronavirus kind of had to happen for a lot of different reasons it's not to just wake you up you're like now you have maybe an extra hour or two on the weekend maybe like your your work cut your hours so now you can you know pop open a book look at library genesis all the free books you want in the world which was all fantastic for me like do you know that website library genesis Uh, libgen it's like libgen.org or something like that Yeah. yeah fantastic resource for natural law books for anything you want to know about basically you just have to Get a tablet, which is probably the best purchase I've made in the last five years for reading especially. But um, yeah, there's a lot we can – and it's just the start. Like don't expect results overnight. Like that's the thing with um, Dean Clifford and Mark Passio. They both were expecting people to change in like five or ten years. That's not how it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be here in my next life probably doing the same thing, you know, and it might be go further than that. Yep. But, I mean, to think it, it's just going to, everyone's just going to, you know, snap their fingers and the whole world's going to become moral, it's not going to work like that. Like, we have to be honest about this stuff.
0: Yep, I totally agree. I t- tend to uh, expect things to happen quicker and than they actually will. And, um, yeah, I think that's a really important lesson. I'm I'm glad that we were able to pretty much end on a positive, optimistic note. Uh, there's lots of other topics that we wanted to cover but i think that just means that you know you should come on again and we should keep talking so is there anything that you like if people want to learn more or see the videos that you're making like where where should they go
1: yeah for sure man i have a youtube channel it's tour passmore you can also check me out at twopassmore.com and i have a new organization coming it's called ReforestCanada.ca, and anyone can get involved with this all you have to do is locate a tree and um or some seeds and get planting so um it's been a real pleasure and thanks for bringing me on here colin and uh hopefully we can talk soon sure yeah i can't wait all right thanks for coming all right thanks cheers buddy